Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Well, Desi, should we talk about what we just watched? Sure. We are continuing our final week talking about nostalgic anti-drug propaganda. Yeah. This was a very long-form PSA yeah. that we watched. It, this would, I, I would say that this was the most ambitious crossover event. In of his, all time. Of all time in yeah. history. Yeah. So you agree. Now, we watched cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of our listeners remember that from their childhood. It came out in 1990, and it was brought to you by the Ronald McDonald Foundation. Wow. I feel like they did a lot of stuff back then. One thing I did as a teenager was um, I put some change in those clear plastic Ronald McDonald houses. Yeah. You know, that they would like take donations in. Yeah. And I accidentally put a uh, roach. What? You did not? Yes. Because <laughs> I just took it out of my pocket or my purse or whatever, and I put it in there, and then I saw the roach go down, and I was like, God damn it. And that's what probably prompted them <laughs> Seriously? to maybe, make this. Maybe. That's why, Desi. I wasn't even being a jerk. It was an accident. They, had, they said, uh-oh, these kids are in trouble. <laughs> yes. We better get all the cartoons together. All of them. To tell the kids <laughs> not to do drugs. This special was broadcast on TV. It's like 30 minutes, and it featured the Smurfs, ALF, the Chipmunks, Garfield, the Muppet Babies, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Although I think it was just Michelangelo. It was just Michelangelo. That's weird. Like, what, you couldn't get the other three guys? Like, it was a cost. Like, we, can't, we don't have enough money to hire them all. <laughs> but we do have enough for Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And my favorite appearance, which made no sense whatsoever, as if any of this did, but the one that made the least amount of sense was Slimer. Oh, yeah. He just had one appearance, right? Yeah. He might have come in at the end again. Okay. And these guys, these cartoons, they're all teaming up to tell you that drugs are bad. Basically. It's a very cursed piece of media. Yeah. Like, there's something wrong with the it. The animation was just so unattractive to me, too. It was like a style I've seen other cheap. It's kind of dark and dingy. It, there's nothing really appealing about it. Like A lot of stuff looked like that. Like, there were a lot of animation looked like that, like lower budget in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I never liked it. Like the Care Bears. It was Care Bear-esque. Yes, but not as... Even darker looking, like, or dingy, not dark. Cheaper. Yeah. It looked cheaper and dingier. Yes. So it opens up on a little girl sleeping in her room. Her name is Corey, and we suddenly hear her door creak open, and a hand reaches in and steals her piggy bank. And it's literally a pig. Yeah, it's a literal (laughs) piggy bank with little flowers on it, I think. Then the breeze blows her book open, and somehow we're transported to Smurf Village. Is that what it's called, Smurf Village? Yeah. 
And then we see Papa Smurf, and he looks up at the sky, which apparently is a window to little Corey's bedroom, and he discovers immediately that her piggy bank is gone. Doesn't he say that she's been robbed? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that the term robbed sounds so intense for someone stealing a piggy bank. She's been robbed. (laughs) Corey has been robbed. (laughs) And this is like a five alarm fire for him. Yeah. Like he is outraged. He literally rings like the town bell. Right. And summons all the other Smurfs. And then they like climb on top of each other's shoulders to get to the window or something. They like hop out of their book and into Corey's bedroom. And they're like, we gotta, we gotta warn her. (laughs) Also, she's in bed with Pooh. Oh, yeah, that comes later. Well, it first, does? Well, it comes in a minute. Because okay. first, first, Alf, she has a picture of Alf oh, right. sitting on her bedside table for some reason. Like every child has a framed picture of Alf in their room. Right. He comes to life. And right before that happened, Rachel said, you have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> she did not want me to miss when he, because I was taking notes. She's like, you have to wait. You have to see this. Because- <laughs> Because I screamed when I first saw it when it happened. <laughs> it's like when you're watching a movie and they want someone make wanted to make sure you don't miss a certain part or no, something. No, I know, and now I realize how stupid that sounds. Well, I was like taking notes, so I might have missed it for a split I second. I just needed you to see Alf because it's so shocking when you're like, why does she have a picture of Alf sitting there, and why is he jumping? That's terrifying. After a few of these uh, introductions, you just start thinking everyone's going to show up. Yeah, because you're like, oh. Um, one thing that I had like a weird memory of Alf when I first saw Alf, like this is such a childhood eater thing that I thought I used to think his nose looked like that cornucopia pastry that's filled with cream. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? It looks exactly like that. I don't know if it has a name, but it's like a cone and it has different like. And it's it's like layered. Like it's like Yeah, it's flaky and it's filled with some kind of whipped cream type stuff. Uh, so good. Yeah. So good. I wish we had one of those right now. I know. I'm this starving for dessert. Okay. I'm so starving for dessert. <laughs> well, we, we had regular food, but now we're starving for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> so Alf comes to life and he's like, whoa, Alf. I don't know. I can't. He has Alf. the personality of someone wearing a Hawaiian shirt because he is wearing a Hawaiian shirt or he's, that style. And uh, by the way, this is all animated. Yes. Like he's not a puppet. He's a th- he's cartoon Alf. Weren't you surprised how tall Alf was? He was so much bigger than everyone else. Yeah. And it's like I had never seen his legs before. Hi, Romy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of Alf, I, I gotta say. I fucking hate Alf. Especially because like part of his personality traits is that like he eats cats the worst trait like I know I always was like outraged by that I was how, like that's not cute who could who would write that I just think Alf was so dumb and I guess was there a cartoon version at some point probably, probably. I feel like they capitalized on these like successful franchises or like series or movies by making a cartoon version like we were rem- yeah like Desi and I were remembering oh my god remember the cartoon Ghostbusters that they made right they always would make a cartoon version they had a cart cartoon the mask i remember i mean everything i'm like proud of myself for not watching alf i am too because that's like a bad show it's not funny i'm i'm actually outraged just on the basis that he eats cats that alone why would i it's watch worse that? than any really bad villains in tv <laughs> you know what i think alf you heard it here first alf worst villain of all time 
but not <laughs> and he's the worst because he's not even an enjoyable villain. No, there's nothing there's likable nothing about him. We hate Alf. We hate Alf. So he's like hops out of the picture frame. Then he wakes up a Garfield lamp. Like she has a Garfield lamp on her bedside, right. and Alf literally pulls the lampshade out of his ass. And it sparks. It sparks when he pulls it out of Garfield's ass. Now, Garfield is very um, dry, his sense of humor. Like, he's the droll, like, sort of cynical cartoon character in this in this story. Right. He's He has his Garfield persona. He really could not give two shits about this girl and her fucking piggy bank. No. He's really furious that Alf woke him up. He also, it's important to note, he makes two lasagna jokes and he hardly has any dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much all I remember him saying. Yeah, it's both, both times it's like something about lasagna. Right. Honestly, I remember trying lasagna after Garfield came out. (laughs) Like for the first time? I, that's my memory, although I possibly had something like it, but maybe I wasn't aware I had had it because I'm sure I had tons of pasta. And I just remember thinking, that's what you're so in like into? Because it's just like, I mean, I like lasagna, but I was just shocked that that was his favorite food. I mean, I know he's a cartoon. <laughs> I just remember being really excited to try lasagna, but it was like, this is just like any pasta, like with red sauce. Like, I don't know. It wasn't for you. I like lasagna now better. Maybe it was just bad lasagna. Right, right. So Alf is like, get the fuck up. Uh, Then the chipmunks hop out of a record player. Oh, God. I liked the chipmunks. Not in this. Not in this. I'm just saying in general, I was like, I kind of like the chipmunks. Like, I like their whole universe. I think they're really cute. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel. And I don't mean... I go back and forth. I don't mean like the new like CGI chipmunks. I mean like in the 80s. They're cute. And I like that they were like a little band. I thought that was yeah. cute. I like the Chipettes probably the best. Oh, I love the Chipettes. Because the Chipettes, their personalities, I just love them. Like I, I love... I didn't love their music. The Chipettes? No, the Chipmunks. <laughs> I like the Chipettes music. Yeah. They in the... Ugh. There's a great movie that I loved when I was a kid. It came out in 1987, and it's called The Chipmunk Adventure, and I think like you should watch it okay? Um, because it has really good music in it, sung, okay. by, the, sung by the Chipettes. Okay. Like, they did a good... Whoever, like, wrote oh, the there's music There's one with that, the ponytail I like her. Um, there's Jeanette. She's the nerdy one. No. And then there's Brittany, who's my favorite. Oh, that's probably the one yeah, I like. Yeah, she's, like, the Alvin one. Right. But they each have a... Yeah. The boy parallel. She's like a diva. And then uh, there's Eleanor, who's like, I'm chubby. That's my personality. So she's the Theo. She's the Theodore. Like, she's kind of stupid and chubby. Yeah. But we we love her anyway. Okay, so the chipmunks, they, they pop out of this record player. Then there's like... Pooh is sleeping in bed next to little Cory because he's a stuffed animal. And he's like, oh, bother. And then Kermit the Frog is a clock and he wakes up. And then for some reason, Slimer emerges from a wall. No reason. For no reason. They had the rights to him. And they were just like, let's shove him in there for a second too. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's important to say that Kermit, it's Muppet Babies Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch Muppet Babies? Of course. I liked that show when I was little. I remember the theme song. It was like a 50s (laughs) Muppet Babies. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how it went, Desi. (laughs) I like that you never saw the nanny's face. Yeah, it had a very like Peanuts teacher vibe. 
Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that show. Um, they were so cute. They were just very cute. That was my primary enjoy. Like when I was a child, I liked cute things. Same. Yeah. Like, like I, I was just thinking of Munchie Cheese. Do you remember Munchie yeah. Cheese? They're made a con- like they have a reissue of them. I saw really? the other day, and I was like, oh, Munchie Cheese. Like <laughs> I need to get them all. <laughs> I feel like there was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of terrifying stuff in the eighties and nineties. Absolutely, but, but there was a lot of really cute shit. Very cute. Like I loved My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. Loved Care Bears, Pound Puppies, and Pound Kittens. Loved Pound Puppies and Pound Kittens. Yeah, so cute. So, uh, by the way, Brendan and I call Romy Slimer sometimes because oh. she kind of has the body type of Slimer. Yeah. No offense. Sorry, Romy. She's sitting on my lap right now. She's like a shapeless ghoul. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS.
So then Corey's finally awake, and the first thing she notices is that her piggy bank is gone. Like, this is, like, a really big deal. She got robbed. Absolutely. Then the cartoons decide to go off and investigate, and they enter Corey's older brother Michael's bedroom, and they hide under his bed because they hear him coming back in his room, and he's dumping out her piggy bank, and he's like, all right, there must be 20 bucks in here. Yeah, it's all change. Now, this is like the most stereotypical bad kid, 80s boy with... Like shaggy brown hair. Like a mullet. Yeah. He definitely has a mullet, like a little shit mullet, and he has like the tight jeans and like a cut-off gray sweatshirt top. Right. You know. Then Corey busts through the door, and she's like, hey, that's my piggy bank. And he's like, get the fuck out of here, you little bitch. And then he's like... "I." fell on the floor and I was just trying to fix it. <laughs> now that the part that made me the laugh probably the hardest is like under the bed Theo said, is he kidding? <laughs> no, it was Alvin. Oh, was it Alvin? Yeah, it was I couldn't Alvin. was it Alvin? Yeah. <laughs> when when the guy lies or like says that it broke like it's such an obvious lie Alvin says is he kidding <laughs> and it was sort of like this one moment of like realistic dialogue or something. <laughs> it was the one moment that was grounded in reality totally in this whole thing like that is me like i always think about me like in situations where i won't be able to stop my smart ass mouth and i'll get caught or i'll be hiding in the closet from a murder and i'll be like um excuse me <laughs> like do you know what i mean like i just yeah. can't not say something i can't shut my big mouth up so then um they start rifling like the chipmunks are under the bed and they start rifling through this box and they find drugs and drug paraphernalia. And Simon explains to Theodore, because Theodore's like, something smells bad. Yeah. And Simon's like, well, Theodore, that's because it's marijuana and it's illegal. Yeah. Simon goes full narc. He's like, like for sure. No surprise there. No surprise that Simon's a narc. He's like, this is gives you an artificial high and it's an unlawful substance. <laughs> And then we cut back to Corey and Michael in the bedroom. And Corey's like, what's wrong with your eyes? Yeah. And then they do like a zoom in on Michael's eyes and they look really fucked up. They're they bloodshot. Cut, yeah, they're just going in different directions. Yeah. Um, and then and then what happens? Michael's like, leave me alone. And then he jumps out of his window and leaves the house. And Alf is like just shaking his head in disapproval. Yeah. And he says, that kid's got a one-way ticket to nowhere as Phil. Nowhere, so what a dunk! Yeah, then Slimer says, Ah, oh, that's bad news. <laughs> oh, that's his second appearance. Yeah, yeah, I think his last. Yeah, then Alvin says, Michael needs our help, and all the cartoons jump out of the window to go find Michael. And I thought it was funny because all of them jump out of the window to go find Michael and save him, except for Pooh. Yeah, he waves from the window, he's like, Okay, you guys have fun. <laughs> Bye. Just, my hand's stuck in a honeypot. Otherwise, I join you. <laughs> He's like, like, he made some excuse. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, Pooh is not down for that He's kind just of like, I'm adventure. Resting. No, Pooh is too old for this shit. <laughs> so then we cut to a very hopping 80s looking arcade where Michael is hanging out with his friends and he's smoking a joint. I assume they're like in the back of the arcade. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And his friends look really cool. One of them has a rat tail. That rat tail was like a pig 
curly cue, but a long one. Yeah. It was insane. It was a really insane one. And then there's this cool girl that's hanging out with them and she has like blonde hair and like one of those black Debbie Gibson hats. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, she has a Debbie Gibson look and she had black hoops. Yeah. And that like, we know were made of that plastic. Oh 80s. yeah. I like, know exactly <laughs> what kind of hoops those were. And she had like a cool pink off the shoulder top. Yeah. She like, was this the girl coolest was, one. You wanna, if this girl wants to hang out with you, like you should be so lucky, Michael. You can tell why Michael wanted to do drugs. Yeah, to, to hang with her. her. <laughs> she was the best character Absolutely. in this. And then there's also the redhead kid who you can tell is the leader of the group because he's like, oh, you think weed's cool? I got something even better. He's just handing, he has crack in his hand. He's like, opens his hand and he's like, look at this. They always make the red-haired kid the villain. I was thinking that too. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like it's a freckled one with the little nose that goes up. <laughs> like they're always like the little red-haired little piece of shit. The redhead is always the piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know if it's for women or girls, but like always the boys, right? Like that kid in a Christmas story? Uh, yeah, that's the classic. Or like uh, Roger on Doug. He was right, redhead. Right, Um they're this guy. This guy. <laughs> I'm sure I can come up with more. Uh, hold on. We need to move this cat. Oh, leave all that in. Okay, so this guy was a, just hands over. Like, it's in his palm. It's not even in a bag. No, wouldn't it be sweaty? <laughs> you know what? I thought it was crack, too, when he initially, but then I think we find out later that they haven't done crack yet. So it makes even less sense that he's just holding a bunch of coke in his hand. But it's in little clumps. Because it's little, little clumps. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden... A puff of smoke appears from Michael's joint, and it's like, you know, like a smoke monster. Yeah. And he's egging him on, and he goes, oh, now that's cool. He kind of reminded me of the villain from Fern Gully. He was a ripoff of that, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these came out around the same time. Yeah. But it was definitely had Fern Gully vibes. Yeah. And he, he was like Michael's devil on his shoulder Absolutely. throughout the whole thing. He's Gray Slimer, kind of. Yeah, he's kind of Gray Slimer. And he's like telling Michael to, that it's cool to do drugs and you don't want people not to like you. Uh, then we hear a police siren and everyone splits and leaves Michael behind. And I noticed that like the redhead kid, before he runs off, he just drops all that Coke that was in his hand. Ooh, yeah. Like he just spilled. He's just like... Must be nice to be so wealthy that you yeah. could just dro- drop drugs onto the ground. I think that upset me more than anything else in this. Everyone ditches Michael. Michael runs from the cops, but it's too late because they've got him cornered in an alley and the puff of smoke disappears into a brick wall and Michael goes, wait! <laughs> he's just left behind. <laughs> but surprise, plot twist, it's not a cop. It's actually Bugs Bunny. That was shock. That was the most shocking moment for me because I did not see that coming. Right, I didn't. Like, he turned around in a cop costume and he's like, literally said, "What's up, Doc?" And I was like, "That is that kid is terrified." <laughs> <laughs> Now's not the time for your catchphrase. <laughs> like it was so kind of rude. It's like he's scared. Like you're just gonna act all cash. Like and like making the jokes and stuff. I mean, it's hard for me to criticize Bug- Bugs Bunny because he's literally one of my childhood heroes. I yeah. love Bugs Bunny. But yeah, that was wild. It was a little insensitive. A little. Like his bedside manner, not so great. No, but he's Bugs. So then Bugs Bunny says, what's this, a joint? I love that Bugs Bunny knew right away what a joint was. <laughs> I just buy that Bugs Bunny does drugs. Of course. 
course. <laughs> but he has to pretend he's against it with kids, but you know secretly he's doing a ton. He's definitely a beatnik. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. So then, for some reason, a time machine appears, and Michael and Bugs Bunny and the smoke monster hop into the time machine, and... Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to Michael and Corey's house where Michael's parents are in the kitchen and the mom is like doing some mom shit, like making a sandwich. And the dad is like rifling through the fridge like, where's my beer? Don't you think the dad had an extremely Tom of Finland look? I was, I wrote that down. <laughs> you did? Well, I said he looks like a porn scion. <laughs> Dude, when he went, I was like, what were the animators thinking this day? The dad was the most homoerotic dad I've ever seen. He's extremely buff and muscular (laughs) with like a very village people mustache. (laughs) Like truly. Like when he, the minute I saw him, I was like, uh, (laughs) your dad has secrets. (laughs) Because he was like, where's my beers? Like, I guess that was supposed to be like the origin story. Like, you started off just stealing a few beers from your dad. Like, right? Like, right. But the dad killed me. I was like, I need his backstory. Fuck Michael. I wanted to follow the dad on a journey. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what clubs he's going to at night. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so then... um Pooh is sitting on the table. Winnie the Pooh is sitting on the table with Corey, and Pooh is like, well, can't you tell your parents what's wrong with Michael? Ugh, and Corey's like, I can't tell my parents. Yeah. He'll be mad at me. This is like some real codependency issues. Absolutely. Ha- like Corey, She's in Al-Anon now. <laughs> she, needs, she needs to go to Al-Anon real bad. Then... Meanwhile, the time machine, the time machine goes back in time two years ago, and Michael sees his younger self playing baseball in the park with some kids. And then young Michael walks over to some cool kids who are smoking joints. And young Michael says, you guys cruising for lung cancer or what? Yeah. Great dunk. Really great. Also, I love how they're all smoking a joint. Like each of them have their own joints as if they're cigarettes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, then Michael, they, he finally agrees to start smoking a joint. And Michael, older Michael, who's back in the time machine with Bugs Bunny, he's like, well, I didn't want them to think I was a wimp. And then Bugs Bunny just starts, you know, giving him a very generic lecture about believing in yourself. I just didn't buy that from Bugs. Not That's at not all. Bugs' brand. That's not his brand. At all. They should have brought like fucking Alfin or something. Or Tigger. <laughs> yes. Tigger could have given that speech. Absolutely. I would have believed it. I do not it. bug. Bugs doesn't give a shit. He does not He's just care. there for the paycheck. <laughs> He really is there for the paycheck and he's there to fuck shit up. Yeah. So then we're back at the kid's house and we get to see the hot dad again in the garage. And yeah. He's like too busy for his daughter. Like he's his like, da- what are you doing in here? I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> this daughter is so nosy. And you she's just- walking into rooms without knocking all the time. I w- it was stressful for me as an abused child. I was like, you need to knock. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to see behind a door. Like truly stressed me out seeing her walk into doors like that. <laughs> she this this child you can tell was just never told no in her whole life. Yeah, unbelievable. I hated this child. She was I want to break her piggy back. <laughs> 
So the dad's like, I'm busy. Like, she's like, Dad, I'm really worried about Corey. And he was like, who cares? <laughs> like, he re- like basically, that's yeah. what he said. He's like, he's a teenager. Yeah. Mind your own business. We all have our secrets, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, Michael and his pals, they want to get some crack. But Michael's hesitant. And then the hot blonde girl, she's like, well, yeah, well, fuck you. I'm going to go buy some crack and I'm taking your wallet. Oh, yeah. She just takes his fucking wallet. I Dude, love I love girl. her. I- <laughs> <laughs> she's and- like, I'm cute. I can do what I fucking want. Yeah, fuck you, dumbass. <laughs> so then Michael goes running after her in the wallet. But then he's stopped by Michelangelo who comes out of a sewer. Oh, right. The Ninja Turtle, not the painter. Yeah. That would be a weird cameo. <laughs> So they end up in this sewer and the Muppet babies are also there. So it's Michelangelo and Kermit and Piggy. Miss Piggy, yeah. And Gonzo shows up in this oh, sewer yeah. at some point. And this they get on like like you know in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they're on that like the carts in the mine. Yeah. And it's like a roller coaster. Right. It's like that. This was like a ripoff. Now of one that. thing I liked about this drug PSA is I feel like at the beginning of the ride, they're like Drugs can like make you feel good for a while. Like they admit, like a little bit's pretty fun, <laughs> right? Before the ride gets, then the ride gets more crazy and scary. Yeah, and like, but the ride is also inside of his brain, right? It's like because you can see like synapses firing. Yeah, it, was, it had a very like Willy Wonka. Remember that scene? The boat. Yeah, the boat. It had that vibe, and it was also. I just feel like this was a little too high concept. The whole thing goes on like 20 minutes too long. It's so long. <laughs> this whole sequence was very high concept, and you can't understand what any of these Muppets are saying when they're lecturing him. So it just, I can't imagine. Especially it. the ducks. Remember when the ducks were talking? Oh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie? They had a whole segment. Where I didn't understand one fucking word. It made me realize, I was like, who... They had whole shows where these ducks were talking the and whole I time. Them. I remember DuckTales with Mr. Duck, Mr. Scrooge or yeah. whatever. Uh, and that's like, I don't remember ever understanding these. Or you had to like really focus to I, like get it. As an adult watching Huey, Dewey and Louie talk, I cannot believe that I understood one word of them as a child. It's like one of those things where it's like, if you can understand these ducks, you're under 22. If you're over 22, you can no longer, like, you know, the frequency that you can't hear after I a certain age. I understand. Eight. They were like, because they sound like this, like, oh, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy. No, it's like, and every cartoon duck had to sound like that at some point. It's Why? like, it's like, Donald set the tone <laughs> and then every duck that's like how ducks talk right like if, if a duck ever spoke to me in real life and they didn't sound like that I'd be like this is so inaccurate <laughs> like seriously every duck has to speak like that I've never heard a duck sound any differently no. I haven't seen much duck content <laughs> but like, if you think about it Daffy Daffy sounds like that all the ducktails who are Donald's nephews right yes so that makes sense <laughs> Taking it way too seriously. <laughs> what about the um? What about the guy who's the the pilot in the family? Do you remember the guy who was the pilot? Oh, tailspin? yeah, his was name that? was like the Baron. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that guy. It wasn't Tailspin. Who was the pilot? 
I can't remember. But he has you know a what scarf, I'm and he has about. the goggles on his head. Yeah, and he has the old timey pilot. Yeah, goggles. he flies like he follows like he flies like a biplane. Yes, <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember. He's like. like He's like from 1919 or something. His name's like now I'm getting confused with Snoopy because he had a he had like a character where he was like a pilot too. Snoopy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep going. I have to look up this pilot. <sighs> oh my god. So uh, Michael is freaked out once he realizes that um, <laughs> launchpad, launchpad, launch, launchpad, McQuack, launchpad, McQuack. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I like totally lost myself in in uh, my fucking notes. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, I just wrote this. This is so poorly done. Miss Piggy's freaking out. Then Michael gets really scared when he realizes that they're in a roller coaster inside of his brain, and because like because like the real Michael who's not in his brain. Like the body of Michael is actually riding a skateboard at this point. Yeah, it's and so he's confusing. High, and he's really high, and then he falls off the skateboard, and that's when Huey, Dewey, and Louie come up, and they go, "I want just bad news, Michael." <laughs> I know. I wrote. I meant to write Ducktales. I can't something about Ducktales, and it it, it auto corrected to Dicktales. <laughs> <laughs> that's my phone auto corrected to Dicktales. <laughs> So then all of a sudden you hear the first few bars of some music and you're like, oh, my, we both groaned. We both audibly oh, groaned. when they started the song. Because now there's I a wasn't song. in the mood. Like, I was not in the mood for a song. And again, we couldn't understand a single word. Yeah. But I, what I gathered is that it was about how to say no to drugs. I'm guessing. You know what, kids? No, that's a complete sentence. Yeah. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Michael then wakes up in his bed and he goes, what a nightmare. He opens his weed box, but the smoke monster is still in there. And then Corey busts in, and he freaks out, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, he was really aggressive. Whoa. Michael, yeah. remember he twisted her arm? Yes. And then I said, this should be a child abuse PSA. Yes. He was very aggressive. That was like that arm twist. We all know what it feels like. Oh, yeah, we do. So then Alf appears he's inside the drug box for some reason he sucks michael into the drug box and they end up in a house of mirrors where alf is like look how shitty you look oh yeah and that's when we see michael appear looking like a zombie and i said he looks like thriller and desi said he looks like cronenberg's the fly right he had like that sullen greenish tone yeah. And like his face was sunken and like drooping right like this is your future yeah michael then little girl Corey goes back into Michael's bedroom and meets the smoke monster again, and he's bullying her to start doing drugs. And meanwhile, Michael is trapped in this creepy carnival, and one of the rides, for some reason, has, like, Huey's face on it. Right. It's, like, this very psychedelic, scary carnival. There's, like, a buzzsaw. Yeah, that's when they just kept going, and I was like, what are we doing at this point? <laughs> <laughs> the show could have ended so long ago. There like, was so much editing I wanted to do. Me too. Yeah. Like this carnival scene where he's just getting fucked up at the carnival, like he's getting his ass kicked by these rides. We're already past this point. Like, like he should have already been like, I get the error of my ways. Like yeah. once he saw himself in the mirror. Right. So then Tigger comes back while Michael is still getting the shit beat out of him by these rides. And I don't know, I just wrote Tigger comes back. I guess he didn't even do anything. Because then Michael Michael goes to into a fortune teller's tent. Oh right. And the fortune teller is Daffy Duck, and we both like screamed. Yeah. 
Because we, we hate Daffy. We don't like Daffy and we hadn't seen him the whole time. Michael sees his future and he's the zombie again, which I feel like they could have cut this whole thing out because we already, we just saw him. There was no him. point. We just saw him. We just him. went through this moment. We know this beat has happened. We know he's going to look yeah. like shit in a few years. Then all the cartoons come back and tell him that he's great just the way he is without drugs. Then he finally gets back into his bedroom with to Corey in the nick of time to stop her from going in, into this drug box. Right. And Corey is like, Michael, you need to talk to mom and dad. They'll help. And we, we clearly know the dad is like, mind your business. Yeah. The mom's busy. She's got a busy schedule. She's baking. She <laughs> What's she doing in the kitchen? <laughs> so then Michael finally kicks the smoke monster out of his window. And of course he lands in like a big garbage truck. Right. With like an apple sticking out of it and like celery. Some random garbage. Yeah, garbage yeah. items. Identifiable garbage. Yeah. And then the cartoons all go back into the same poster. And I really didn't like that because they all came from totally different places. Yeah, they didn't all appear from the poster. No. That actually would have been a great way to start. Why didn't they all just appear from the poster? She has the poster in her room with like a the wonderful world of cartoons streamline this shit yeah why and then they they come out and it would have made sense that it's like oh of course alf and the muppet babies and and uh slimer like (laughs) they would have had this unifying thread yeah wild it was so stupid so Dazzy, final thoughts about this all-star cartoon anti-drug thing I mean, it's classic anti-drug. It's so over the top and stupid. I don't know why this was 26 minutes long. Like, I would have edited it down to like 10 minutes Same. easily. Same. Um, it's funny to see all those cartoon characters like yeah. in this kind of thing and together for no reason. I would love to know like what it was. It's like they were clearly all like under the same production company. Oh yeah. And that's literally the only thing they had in common. Like I don't know like if kids even are exposed to this type of media anymore. In Who would even of- watch this? But I just mean like are kids exposed to like anti-drug propaganda the same way that we were? I don't even know how you would do it today with streaming. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, and you the can. parents would have to intentionally show them something, yeah, which I kids, doubt most parents care. Because kids aren't watching TV. Right. And by parents not caring, I just don't think a lot of parents worry about that stuff because they all grew up with it. So they know it's kind of a joke. They probably are actually having conversations with their kids. Right. Like actual real Realistic combos. Yeah. Not, I, don't, I don't think they make them anymore. Maybe they're like storylines in cartoons, like a very special episode or something. Yeah. But probably not as heavy handed. They were so heavy handed. Yeah. And they were always so unrealistic. And the other thing about every drug PSA is always like, it's like, you know that this is the best thing to watch when you're on drugs. Oh, yeah. Because it's the only time it's entertaining. <laughs> like one time I was really high on Vicodin and I was up late and for some reason Cartoon Network was playing like old Captain Planet and the episode they had on that night was like the anti-drug episode. And it's like kind of scary. Oh. It like, we I should we should review that sometime because I remember like there was like blood in it. Like somebody crashed through a window because they were high on this drug. Right. It was like gnarly. No, every anti-drug episode is insanely druggy. Like, yeah, because they're trying to show you what it's like to be on drugs, and it's like, cool. I'm gonna watch this while I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, Desi, I do have an addendum from a PSA we talked about last week or the week before, and it's... The one from the late 80s or early 90s with the guy who's trapped inside the white room. And he's, oh, right. he's running around in circles and he's saying, I earn money so I can do coke. I do coke so I can earn more work more to earn more money. Now, I the reason I wanted to touch back in on this PSA is because we forgot to talk about the most frightening part of this PSA that's completely inexplicable. Now, I'm going to play some audio. I'm just going to play audio for you guys, but I'm going to play the commercial for you, Desi, that you can watch. And here it is. I do coke uh, so I can work longer. So I can earn more. So I can do more coke. So I can work longer. So I can earn more. So I can do more coke. So I can work longer. So I can earn more. So I can do more. So I can work more. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that last part? That's haunting. Isn't that scary? Is that... It w- <laughs> Because, like, when we were talking about it the other week, I was like, oh, I need to go rewatch that. And then I forgot about that part at the end. That's so creepy. It's so fucking creepy. So that creepy little song that gets sung at the end of that PSA, I think it's by the same guy who sings, looks like a pump, feels like a sneaker. I'm just saying it sounds like that. Dude, I had that jingle in my head. Um, like all day the other day out of nowhere and it would not leave my mind and it was like a drug trip because it kept getting because I I think the one we listened to is kind of warped so in my head it was playing it got warped as it went along it was like whoa remember the audio was really bad on that YouTube video but also the guy singing is really creepy on that he because yeah. because it goes regular it sounds creepy regular it just goes looks like a pump feels like a sneaker and then he goes looks like a pump feels like a yeah sneaker. it's awful every 80s jingle wanted to be like the manhattan transfer <laughs> <laughs> that's what my opinion they all wanted to be like some jazz vocalese type thing totally and it's like so awful that commercial's hilarious because it cuts to like women playing basketball in pumps we should do like a um episode on old commercials oh like yeah. regional yeah the new york ones are all hilarious well, you get all the good ones i've like tried for <laughs> years to find old San Francisco Bay Area local oh, commercials. Yeah. And it's so hard to find. The only ones I can find is um, these bumpers that they had for coffee TV. If anyone remembers coffee, if you grew up in the Bay Area in the 80s and 90s, it would just be like a, a bumper 
um, K-O-F-Y, TV 20. And it yeah. Was, but, the, but the catch of these bumpers was that you could have your pet, your cat or your oh, dog. Oh, you mentioned this before. Featured. It yeah. would just be, it would zoom in on this person's pet. They would be sitting on a couch <laughs> and then they would have the pet. They would get the pet to turn to the TV oh my God. that was next to them. and that, I and, like local TV And on the TV, it said coffee TV 20. The cats would never turn. No. To- <laughs> <laughs> but you would always see like the pet's name. It would say the pet's name and then what city they lived in, in the Bay. Right. So it would be like... Would Mr. Be- Fuzzy Bottom, some bitch cat. Yes. <laughs> always. It would be like Mr. Fuzzy Bottoms from San Rafael. And the, this cat's <laughs> face was like... I can't believe my fucking yeah, fuck mom you, brought me here. Everyone. I have them wearing a bow tie. Like they put a bow tie uh, on the cat sometimes. And the dogs were always happy to be there. Yeah. They're, the best one with the dog that I ever saw on these bumpers was somebody had like a little, oh gosh, it was like a papillon or something. It was Ooh. one of those little dogs, but yeah. the dog slipped off of the table. It was oh, funny. I've seen that. You posted that, right? <laughs> yeah. Or someone did. I sent it to you. <laughs> That's hilarious, that Papillon. Oh, I think other people started tweeting it too, that Papillon. I've seen that. Really? I think it got memed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think Dude. so. Because you yeah. sent it to me, but then I saw other people tweeting it, and I thought you had tweeted it or something. I did do a tweet recently, like a few months ago, where I said, I'm just thinking about these cats. I think that that clip got memed yeah. somehow. But anyway, um, the my favorite local commercial of the Bay Area was for this head shop called The Mighty Quinn. Ooh. And it was like this girl who was obviously really stoned, and I'm pretty sure it was like she had dreads. It was like a white woman with dreads, and she was like, hey, welcome to The Mighty Quinn. Yeah. We- <laughs> I mean, local TV ads, it just doesn't get better. You yeah. always wonder, like, why did they think they should do it right. when they clearly have no talent this, for it? This woman was not an actress. Yeah. She was just the gal who worked there, probably. Right. But I've tried so hard to find that on YouTube. If you have that on VHS sitting somewhere, please upload it to YouTube for me. Well, that's how I could never find the 1-800-977-PEEE. Right. Like I only could find an article about that ad. It's uh, it's weird. There's just a whole gaping hole and <laughs> like missing you local. You gaping hole. <laughs> gaping hole and like local TV I stuff. Agree because it's like, I would love to see that we've stuff. We've gotten so spoiled because you can just find anything. Yes. So when you can't find something, it's the most frustrating experience. Right. We're but very you know spoiled. what? I feel like it's we might as well just put these things out into the universe because because I was, you know, I asked for help on Twitter one night. And a reply guy came through and Ooh. found me my favorite Taco Bell commercial from the 90s that I had searched for oh. for like 10 years. Interesting. And I couldn't find it on YouTube. But this man, this reply guy, best reply guy in the world, found this commercial for me. Cool. Anyway, so let's talk about what we watched this week. I started watching Hannibal again because I could not uh, decide what I wanted to watch. And Hannibal is now on Netflix. So if you haven't seen Hannibal, you should see it because it's probably up your alley if you like this show. It's great. It's really uh, gruesome. Even though it's a network TV, they do not skimp on the gore. It's uh, Every episode has like a really wild murder in it, pretty much, I think. I'm only on the first season still. Um the actors are all really good and like every 
almost like the three leads. I want to like fuck them all. Yeah. Like Hugh Dancy is one. He plays Will Graham. He's hot. Mads Mikkelsen is fucking hot. He plays Lecter. And then even though the character is loathsome, I love Raul Esparza and he plays um, Chilton. So they're all characters from the other movies and books. Uh, It's really good. So if you like that kind of thing, you should watch Hannibal because it really is a great show. Yeah. But I do still want to find, I think we figured out a show to watch together. We did get a lot of emails with show suggestions. So thank you. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. I have watched, started to watch Boardwalk Empire. Yay. I was telling Desi, oh my God, this show's right up my alley. Yeah. It's great. You know I'm a huge fan of Steve Buscemi. Yeah. I could watch him in anything, but this show is like such a great vehicle for him. It's so good to see him in the lead role. Yeah. It's really great to see him in a lead role. Yeah. And he can really, he carries the show. I he love does him. such a great job. And the thing, the Steve Buscemi ism that I realized that I love so much is like he does it in like everything he's in, but like at some point, no matter what character it is, Steve Buscemi will ask you incredulously, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. I love when he does that, when he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I think I said this when I was watching it back then, and I think you were watching Ray Donovan. I find them very similar in a way because they have like these sort of like loser brothers. (laughs) Like they're the one in the family that has to take care of all the shit, but then they get shit for doing bad things. It's like they're the ones who had to fucking do it, and now you're going to complain about how they did it? Like they have to kind of pick up the slack for everyone else in their life kind of. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a great show. The sets are really cool and obviously the costumes are cool and it's just interesting and it's really horny. Is that on uh, Prime? Or no, what's it's that on, on HBO. Oh, it's on HBO. HBO Go. Okay. So yeah, that's where I'm watching it at least on my mom's account. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just trying to think for where people can watch it if um, they don't have HBO. I mean, I'm sure maybe it's on Prime. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's it's great. I yeah. like it a lot. Um that's that's really what I'm watching right now. Me too. And uh, want to talk about what we ate? Yeah. Um, I actually did make baked potatoes last night. Ooh. Um, I had some potatoes. <laughs> and I baked them. I had some sour cream. Good. Obviously, I always have butter on hand. Yeah. They're good. I think it's a funny thing that you can make all the time. But if for some reason, I'm always like, oh, you can get a baked potato there as if I literally can't make a big baked potato every day of my life if I wanted to. thing about baked potatoes, the only thing that's hard about them is they take like fucking an hour and a half. They do take a long time. Like they take so much longer than you remember. Because your impulse is to just want a baked potato right away. Yeah. And they do take a while to cook. Because when you get them at a restaurant, they're just already made. Right. Like right. They just come out hot. Yeah. And it's, I don't. I w- not that there's something to master, but I would say I definitely probably took it out too soon because I was a little impatient. Yeah. I'm thinking if I should try like a microwave and then bake it the last 10 minutes or something. Yeah. No, I mean, and I've actually bought those microwave baked potatoes. It's just a potato wrapped in plastic. That's literally all right. it is. I do feel like microwave is the thing for a baked potato because it doesn't really interfere with the taste. It Honestly, if you... Get one of those microwave baked potato, which again is literally just an individual potato wrapped in plastic wrap, and you put it in the microwave for seven minutes. It comes out fucking perfect. Yeah, I think the microwave is the ideal thing. I'm just gonna start microwaving my potatoes. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I do kind of like when the skin gets a little 
like dried out. Yeah. So maybe doing a combo is the is the key. You finish it off in the oven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I made fajitas oh, for yeah. Desi and me. Yeah. That's what we had for dinner tonight is I made fajitas. With shredded cheese, like the meme. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of fajitas lately. I just like, I've been on this fajita kick and I really feel like it was spurned by that wife guy's tweet. Yeah. I don't think I've ever made fajitas. There even was, though... It's yeah. obviously not hard. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. And it's like, it just has everything I want. Anyway, so if you guys don't know the origin of this, you're lucky because that means you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. But there was a tweet that went around a few weeks ago, and it was this man who tweeted out a picture of his wife looking absolutely dejected at a restaurant because they had asked for a side of shredded shredded cheese to go with her fajitas and it hadn't come yet and it had been like 15 minutes and they were still waiting for this shredded cheese, which by the way, doesn't go on fajitas. Right. I don't judge you if you put it on fajitas, but like it doesn't come traditionally with fajitas. But she cannot eat her fajitas without shredded cheese. That's what he said. He was like, he tagged this restaurant. He was like, how dare you guys make my wife wait? It was their anniversary? No, it wasn't. It wasn't? I don't know. I think it was. That's why it was extra sad. He took it to like an 11. Well, it was also during quarantine. So they're in this restaurant. They're inside (laughs) the restaurant. We're in the middle of a fucking It's like, who cares about this fucking shredded cheese? It was this, so stupid. This guy was livid. So, of course, everybody roasted this guy mercilessly all night. Like, yeah. your wife sucks. You suck. How dare you? Go stay the fuck home. And he posted a picture of her looking so sad. Like, it was as if her baby died or something. Like, it was so dejected and just, like, an absolute misery. I would have been so furious if my husband posted a picture of me like that. Oh, that's divorce. And I would have divorced him on the spot and I would have, um, yeah, I would have ended his, ended, ended our marriage right there. So yeah, I, that made me want fajitas though, mm-hmm. was that tweet. Absolutely. So If yeah. I see something, I'm going to want to eat that food probably. <laughs> My favorite part about that night roasting that guy was zooming in on the picture that he posted and looking at what they had ordered for appetizers. Oh, yeah. And remember I looked up the menu online to figure out what one of them was. And we figured it out. It was like a shrimp. It was like a shrimp queso thing. Yeah, Which I said, I said, I don't know about shrimp and cheese. We had this discussion. Yeah. And somebody said, one of our friends says, yeah, I've had some good shrimp and cheese grits. And I said, that's kind of the exception. Yeah, I feel like there might be exceptions when it's a traditional dish, but not just weirdly combined. Fish and cheese is very dicey. Yeah, I, it's not, I'm not a fan. Like, I got mad when I saw that cheese go on the fish fillet sandwich. On diners, driving. Oh, guys. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, cheese. Yeah. I, I just don't like fish and cheese together. I don't know oh, well, why. Well, it doesn't go. It's Thank not you. supposed to go together. Thank you. It seems like it's like McDonald's. Tuna melt doesn't count because tuna is different. It's, I don't like that either. I'm just saying, yeah. like you could, you could. Do it's that. definitely a more of a. It doesn't bother me, but I still, it's, I, it still fits in for me because I don't like it. But yeah. I know it's very popular. But in general, yeah, in general, no. We're just saying. We're just saying. <laughs> do not at me. Do not at me. Do not melt cheese over fish. It's wrong. Uh, that's, that's all it. I got. Me that's too. It. Okay. Bye. Bye.